Welcome to the Transform Podcast. My name is Andrew Farhat. I'm the lead pastor of St. John's at Wash Park in Denver. I'm here with my bride, Daisy, who's my favorite guest. I mean, (laughs) sorry, PJ and Phil, but she is my favorite. Um, And we are hitting on the question, uh, isn't Christianity about following a bunch of rules? A self-focused life is actually quite burdensome. Mm because I've lived that before. Mm -hmm. But then I'd say life in the Holy Spirit, life in Christ, and having purpose outward. Like you just get this outward mindset. And I think that is power. Mm -hmm. And the outward mindset doesn't just come from, you know, your latest business model, but it's Jesus who's giving you the outward mindset. Mm -hmm. And he tells us what his mission is. I have come to seek and to save people who are lost without God on this planet. And that's what I've come to do. Very powerful, Daisy. All right, so let's go here next. Okay, so we've said the Holy Spirit gives the believer new desires and affections. But then, and this gets down to some nitty-gritty stuff, the Holy Spirit gives the believer wise boundaries and righteous living. So, while we have said Christianity is not about following a bunch of rules, mm-hmm. it's probably wise to have some rules, though. Mm-hmm. And we've seen some pastors go off the deep end because they didn't have any wise rules. Mm-hmm. We've seen Christians go off the deep end <laughs> because they didn't have any rules. And maybe a, a, a better uh, wor- phrase is wise boundaries. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's talk about the hot button issue that seems to be prominent in our American uh, sensualized culture, and that is, it is wise to have boundaries with sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. So, let's start with some, just some basics. Like, uh, obviously, if it is the believer's desire to lead a holy life, to be faithful to one woman, to um, prepare well to get married, um, our, and even our culture does not smile on infidelity. Non-believers don't smile on infidelity. Um, you can be a non-Christian and get scrutinized for committing adultery. Mm-hmm. So that, that shows that some of these kind of uh, laws are written on our hearts. It's called the natural law, Romans chapter 2. Um, but then how can we have wise boundaries with pornography? And I think I, and I would start with, let's start with the obvious one. Pornography is very prominent in our mm-hmm. culture. So um, I think what I would say is God's intent for our sexuality is to channel our energy in what he designed, and that's marriage, and that's sex within marriage. And mm-hmm. so I think that that is God's design and the beauty that he gave, but it, it takes away intimacy, right? And it takes away... Uh, from your wisdom and your appetites and how you're viewing the opposite sex if you are viewing pornography, which leads to lust, which can lead to a whole lot of other things. In addition to pornography, I think that there's a more kind of relevant uh, thing for a lot of people that are kind of past that is um, being really flirty with the opposite Mm -hmm. sex, Mm -hmm. right? So for um, godly men and women that desire righteous living, um, it's good to have wisdom there. So are you, are you being overly friendly? 
Are you being too frequent and familiar with the opposite sex? Are you sending private messages back and forth too frequently you know, with the opposite sex? Um, do you ever spend time one-on-one -on -one in public places? Like you're going out to lunch now, you're going for a walk now, you're going out to coffee now, you're going for happy hour now. Um, so it's like a lot of people from my study of this, how it happens, how infidelity happens, and then my own counseling of other people who have gone through this is most people don't go out to cheat, mm. but they lack wisdom in how the fire starts burning. Mm -hmm. You know, so in other words, boundaries helps you to understand, all right, here's how the fire can stop burn, can start burning. How can I have wise boundaries to not allow that to happen? You know, like you don't just start having feelings for somebody. You built up those feelings. Mm -hmm. You you spent a lot of time with that person to get the feelings. And then one one pastor who confessed to adultery and has been very open about it, he said, adultery starts first in your heart and with your feelings mm -hmm. before it ends up in the bedroom. You know, it's like you built up, you know, a, a, a heart for somebody else mm -hmm. deeply and you allowed that to happen. And yeah. so, so it's, so it's like, should a Christian have some rules? Yeah. You know, like have boundaries keep your texts short, keep them infrequent. Um, don't be flirty, you know? Yeah. Don't be going out to happy hour one-on-one -on -one with the opposite sex. Be transparent with your wife or your husband. Yeah. Tell them what's going on. Don't hide anything, don't have secrets, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, how could, how could you elaborate on that, uh, Daisy? Yeah, I mean, I think just um, being wise about the situations that you're putting yourself in. You know, I had a, a woman years ago approach me who was just horrified that a man that she was with at a park tried to kiss her. I said, well, where were you? He's at the park with this man by yourself? She said, yes. Well, I don't know why she was so, right. you know, surprised. Like, I, she was married. I don't know why she was at a park with another man. That was weird. So I think, you know, there's some obvious things, but I think we, um, we want to say, you know, I'm free to do these things. Oh, my husband or my wife trusts me. Oh, I know this person really well. But I think, you know, we can be smarter than that. Yeah. So you ask a really good question. So like, hey, this man tried to kiss me while we were on a date, but I'm married. How did you end up on the date right. in the first place? <laughs> you shouldn't be dating. And you might say, oh, well, it's just a park. Well, that's called a play date. Right. right? <laughs> like, you know, like you're, you know, who else, you know, I don't know if her kids were there or not. But anyway, this makes me think about the whole issue of opposite sex friendships. Mm. And I think that our culture would say, hey, they're fine. You know, just have opposite sex friendships. It's cool. But the, the, the wisdom that we need to insert into that is something God created and it's called physical attraction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you think your friend is ugly, then okay, maybe there's no temptation, <laughs> right? Like, but you know, you know, we're this is a blunt podcast. Uh, but like, if there's some physical attraction, then and you know, that's a natural thing uh, for men and women to have. Like, how tight do you want to get as friends, and how frequent 
and familiar do you want to be with each other? And then how would your wife feel if you were becoming really tight? Or how would your husband feel if you were becoming really tight? So I think what we have to do is have wisdom on how it happens again. Mm -hmm. it, a lot of people that ended up committing adultery and cheating, they started out as friends. Mm -hmm. And that's how it started. So that's like how you get tight in the first place. Yeah. So I think it's like, you know, I think there's just wisdom needed. Can you have opposite sex friendships? Yes, but you should have some wise boundaries with it. I think that's what we're saying. Right. Um, and then when possible, do things as, as couples, you know? Yeah. Like you can both be friends with each other. Right, absolutely. Both husband and wife. You don't have to do things one-on-one. -on -one. So what you're talking about is friendship with, um, as husband and wife. Yeah. Oh. One husband and wife be friends with another husband and wife. I get, yeah, I hear you. It doesn't need to be pairing off. <laughs> right, like double dates. Right. Right, and also we should talk about just really quick friendship within marriage, right? Like are you friends with your husband? Are you friends with your wife? That's a big part of Christianity is yeah. it's not based on obligation or some sort of arrangement but it is based on love and friendship that the husband and wife have and then yeah do stuff together um, some adultery happens due to uh, people having opposite sex friendships around a shared activity mm. like hey I'm gonna go play tennis with mm -hmm. my uh, friend that's a female I'm gonna go golfing with my friend that's a female it starts out like that but then you know it's like hey Maybe we ought to include our spouses with this. Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's continue to another thing that's also relevant when it comes to wise boundaries, and I think you probably have a lot to say about this, is what about entertainment and music and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Should a Christian have some wise boundaries there too? And here's what I'd say. This is where there is a lot of freedom in Christ, um, but each follower of Christ needs to be wise about how they're feeding themselves and sensitivities. There's a proverb that's going around social media that I think fits in well with Christianity. It says, hey, there's two wolves inside of you. One's filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, generosity, self-control. The other wolf is filled with uh, selfishness, self-loathing, backbiting, rivalry, uh, lust, anger, and then this is actually in a dialogue between the father and the son. So the son says, dad, which wolf wins? And then the dad says, the wolf that you feed. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about what you view and what you're listening to, that is a good trajectory to think about in the Christian life. Paul doesn't talk about it with two wolves. He talks about it with the Holy Spirit living in you and the sinful nature that you still have. So in other words, which one do you want to feed as a good steward of the gift of entertainment, as a good steward of the gift of music? Mm -hmm. And so I think you just have to keep that in mind. Like, who do you want to be? Who, how do you want to feed yourself? Uh, what brings you joy? What helps you be the person that you want to be? And so, you know, if it's like, all right, you are good with a movie with a ton of violence and profanity, but it's not really gonna change who you are in Christ. Okay, fine. But 
you know, if after you watch Scarface, you want to knock somebody out, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you should have some wise boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we're kind of giving macro judgments here. Every believer has to make their micro application. Well, and God gives each of us a conscience. And I think that is so important in so many areas of life to listen to that conscience. So if you're watching, reading, viewing something and you have this feeling inside of you that maybe something isn't right there, that's God given telling you, okay, now it's time to stop this. Mm -hmm. And the more that we push those feelings aside, the more that they go away and we lose that Mm. conscience. And I think that's a really dangerous place to be Mm. for anyone is to have no sense of conscience anymore. And I would say like, for me, it's changed over the years, mm-hmm. so I don't think like we can ever say, here's the boundary, here's the line, because it is different yeah. for each person, and it'll be different for you in different parts of your, of your life. But, you know, I'm just reminded of, I was in a book club once, and it was a fun time getting together with the ladies, talking about books, and one of the books we were supposed to read as a group, I started reading it, and it was giving me terrible anxiety. I mean, just what it was describing was pretty like it's a was a horrific description of this disease that was you know going around Europe and it was just awful but it it was giving me terrible anxiety just in life and so I just knew like that I I can't read this this is not a wise thing for me to be reading and so I just didn't read the book that month and that was just the way that it was but I'm thankful that you know, God is able to show me like, hey, this isn't this isn't something that's good for you. Yeah. And you know, there's been a lot of books I'll start reading and I'll I'll stop because I say this isn't this isn't good for me or a movie that I'll start watching or a TV show that I'll start watching. Like I just know, like yeah. no, this isn't this isn't wise. This isn't helpful. This isn't good for my life. Right. And then I would say this: every Christian gets to make those decisions for themselves. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is you know, listen to your own conscience, because as you're talking about, we, there is a process called desensitized. You, be, you become desensitized. Yeah. And then it leads into other things you start accepting and condoning <laughs> all mm. around you in your whole life. And then all of a sudden, like, what happened? What happened to your, like, purpose-driven life trajectory? Mm. <laughs> You've desensitized yourself so much. Yeah. You don't care anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think that is something that we would say. So again, there's wise boundaries. Um, and then in addition, and we'll close it out with this thought is you have a desire to live a righteous life. Romans six says you become dead to sin and alive to God for righteous living. And that righteous living is desire to forgive the inexcusable in others because God forgave the inexcusable in you a desire to build others up and not gossip or pass on information that wasn't yours to pass on, Uh, a desire to be content with what you have rather than continuously wanting more and more and more and feeling restless. I mean, so we may not think of that as rules, uh, which is good, but rather the Holy Spirit giving you a desire towards obedience to the Word of God. But, But with all of those things, God has His best for you. He has His best for your life. He wants you to be content. Like, yeah. that's good. He wants you to build other people up and not be uh, somebody who's always talking and passing on stuff and finding out the latest gossip and, you know, showing people screenshots of your phone all the time because 
you know, you got into some drama with somebody, you know? <laughs> so it's like, he wants a better life for you. He doesn't want you to carry bitterness and anger to your grave. He wants you to be healed. And forgiveness is a way we heal. Mm. It's proven by psychologists who don't even believe in Christianity. Mm. Um, so God has his best for you. Mm -hmm. And that is what the Christian trajectory is all about. Daisy, did you have a closing quote or some closing thoughts? Well, I just liked how you brought it back to what God has his best for us because yeah. like we said at the beginning, it's not about following certain rules. It's not like we're working to do these rules so that we can save ourselves and so that we can get to God. Like God's already done that. He's come to us through Jesus. So he's already accomplished that. But within that, he wants good for us. Mm. And these things we've been talking about, if we, if we do these things, they're good for us and they're good for everyone else around us too. Yeah. It helps us to love other people better. And just when we were, you know, thinking about this topic, this verse came to mind. And I think, mm -hmm. um, I just mm. think it's really beautiful. It's from Hosea in the Old Testament. So, you know, they're talking about sacrifice, which was the ancient way to kind of bridge that gap between humans and God. Mm -hmm. And um, this is what God says. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Mm. So just bringing, bringing it back to everything we just talked about, like he's a God of love mm -hmm. and that's what he wants with us. He wants that relationship of love with us and he wants us to know him and he's given us the tools to be able to do that. And mm -hmm. so he doesn't want us to follow certain rules but he wants that loving relationship, which mm. in the end is such mm. a better life yeah. than, than the other way. Yeah, beautiful ending. So not religion in the mm. negative sense of the word. Yeah. Rule keeping, hopefully God accepts me if I did enough good things before I die, mm -hmm. but receiving the mercy and love and compassion of God in your life, having a personal relationship with Jesus and then you have inside out love from God through you to others. Thank you for tuning in today. And if you do have a question that you'd like for us to answer, you can email those questions to hello at sjdenver.org. And then in addition, if you've been blessed in any way and you'd like to share this with others, we would love to spread the good news about Jesus. And if you you are invited as well to subscribe and follow us wherever you podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.